Hello everyone, I'm your host Chloe Madeline and welcome to the Behind Her Mind podcast. Here we deep dive on all things health, fitness, lifestyle and everything in between. The intention is to inspire, to entertain and to empower. Join me as I unpack life and navigate my 20s all whilst trying to live a purpose-driven, authentic, real and unfiltered life full of the highs, the lows, the yeses and the noes. If you're ready to chat the inner workings of a 20-something's mind, you're in the right place. Let's get chatting. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. We are on episode three, which is insane to me. I honestly kind of had this thought in the back of my mind that I would release one episode and then just realize it was kind of all a bit too much in my schedule and then it would get to like episode two and I'd fall behind and then it just wouldn't be a weekly thing and then I'd want it to be like incremental and accurate so I'd make it fortnightly and then just be this whole thing that I just wouldn't uh get out properly I guess but here we are episode three firstly I did just want to thank everyone again for all the love all the messages all the constructive feedback I really do appreciate everyone that takes time out of their day to send me a message it's kind of overwhelming in a sense that people do actually listen to me chat for what's meant to be half an hour but ends up being 50 minutes to an hour uh the goal for this episode particularly is to keep it shorter than my last q a which to be honest i did not think i was talking for 51 minutes but alas i was so let's get stuck into it so that we don't make that mistake again weekly recap today is Saturday for me, Saturday the 17th of June. You guys will listen to this on Monday the 19th of June. I am trialing recording on a Saturday rather than a Sunday so that I can edit on a Sunday, get it out and drafted Sunday night for publishing Monday morning. So technically it has not been a full week just yet, but we are going to do a weekly recap anyways. Again, this past week has been a very normal week in my life, literally just a cycle of waking up, working, training, eating, sleeping and repeating every single day. And I say that in a good way. I love my life and I love the structure that I have and I love how everything's laid out. And obviously there are things that I wish were a little bit different but everything that I'm doing at present and everything that I'm working towards is working towards being the thing that I want, like the lifestyle and the structure of my life that I want. So anyways, the only things I have to report from this past week is I am now at a new quote unquote old gym. My partner and I have moved back to the gym that we were at originally before we left back in August last year. Lots of reasons for that. And Basically, long story short, the gym that we were at was very, very new. It had only just been opened when we joined in August. It had everything that you could want. It had all the new and up-to-date equipment. However, it was situated in a shopping center and the size of the actual gym was quite small. And to begin with, when the gym was first opened, it was fine because obviously member capacity was quite small. And you kind of just felt like you had the entire gym to yourself. But as the months went on, the members increased and obviously the gym size does not increase. So by the end of it, we kind of just felt claustrophobic in a sense, because even though it wasn't technically busy, if you compared it to 
like your, you know, name brand gyms like World Gym, it felt busier because of the confined space. So that was one of our reasons for moving back. The second reason was the member culture. And obviously I don't want to go too much into it, but it just wasn't it. It wasn't conducive to what we wanted to be training in. It wasn't something that we felt comfortable in. And regardless, we just made the decision to move back. So we've been back at our new old gym for a week now and very much liking it. The whole vibe is so different in the new old gym. And even though it's 10 times busier and there's 10 times more people, it does not feel busier in any sense because of how big it is. So I'm very glad to be back. There were some little things about our older gym too. Like I think they've just chosen a space that was available and they've obviously made do with what it was, but it didn't have things like a area to stretch or an area to pose or just like those little things like that, which you kind of take for granted when your gym does have them. Uh, so like when I was in prep last year, I was posing in front of the mirrors where the dumbbells are in front of everyone, but also trying not to get in the way of everyone. Whereas my current gym now has a whole dedicated space to posing as just an example. But anyways, that is that part of our week. Besides all of that, I guess this week I have felt more like I have been in a bit of a rut per se with training, with my nutrition, with the direction that I want to take. And I know I touched on this in episode one or two, I can't remember which one, but I just felt like I needed a break in a sense, but mentally I didn't want to take a break because I have these goals that I want to achieve. And I know that you know, the work is done in the off season and I mentally know I want to train. I know I want to grow. I know I want to build my physique and present a better package on the stage next year. And I know that in order to do so, I need to, you know, tick the boxes with training and nutrition and all of that. But I guess just physically I needed a break. And in a sense, I kind of have taken that without taking it. So I decided to stop being a client of my coach that I was under due to no fault of his own. It was just a change in direction from myself. And I guess this past week I have just kind of intuitively trained and ate and just gave myself that mental break that I didn't necessarily want, but I needed. I just went in and I did five training sessions, three lower and two upper I ate intuitively in the sense that I made sure I hit my protein Monday through Sunday. Obviously today is Saturday, but I will do so tomorrow as well. But in terms of like carbs and fats, it was just kind of like I'd get to the mealtime and if I was wanting rice and chicken, I'd have rice and chicken. If I'm wanting, I don't know, a salad, not that that ever happens, but if I was wanting a salad, I'd have a salad. And direction wise, I guess I just felt like I needed to almost stop putting so much pressure on myself to make the right decision. And I feel like I do this all the time, but I have, I inadvertently put so much pressure on myself to make the right decision. And it's kind of like, it needs to be the right decision by every single person that's involved. Whereas it should just be the right decision by me at that point in time with the information that I've been given. Uh, So I've taken the week to just like center myself reassess where I'm at, try and work out 
where I want to go, sort things out on my end, gain some more clarity, have a little bit of a quote unquote break without actually taking a fully like I'm not training, I'm not eating according to a plan break and come Saturday, which is today. And obviously tomorrow, I think I will feel even better than I did today. I do feel like I want to train hard again. I want to track my food again. I want to enter into a proper build phase. I want to do all the things. And I just feel like that is what I needed kind of like a deload on steroids because it's not just a deload with training. But anyways, that is basically my week. That was the low of the week. I guess was just the headspace that I've been in. I, as I alluded to in episode two in my Q&A, one of my worst qualities is that I can have immense periods of self-doubt and I find that I dwell on the negative and the negative, even though it may only be one minor thing, outweighs any positive in my day. So I guess being in that headspace is never a highlight of my week. So that would be my low light of the week. My highlight of the week, I guess, is just how I'm feeling now, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, gaining the clarity that I needed, looking forward to starting everything on Monday and hit the ground running. And by starting everything on Monday, I don't mean the whole like, I've had a crap week, I'm going to start again on Monday. It's just that the things that I'm putting into place do like literally start on Monday. So that's that. Moving right along, the topic of today's episode is three health and fitness lessons that I have learned and am still happily learning to this day. I wanted to do a bit of a solo topic episode and just chat about exactly what I just said, three lessons that I've learned and am still learning. Uh, I thought it would be just a bit of a change from the first two episodes that I've done so far and let's just get stuck straight into it. So lesson number one is less is more. And I know that sounds super cliche and it sounds like people, you know, talk on about this a million times a day. But as I said in a previous episode, usually the cliche sayings are the most true sayings. So less is more. Now, backstory, I particularly equate this one to my nutrition and my training When I first began in the gym, especially between preps one and preps two, because I kind of went on my own in between those two preps, I kind of just, I took a break from being coached. I didn't have that prep two in mind at that time. And I just wanted to do my own thing for a little bit because I did have the knowledge to do my own nutrition and training to an extent. And I guess the less is more lesson is what I kind of learned to begin with back then. And it's kind of only just really cemented itself in my brain, maybe the past year, probably prior to my most recent prep. Basically, when I went out on my own, I was a hundred percent overtraining. I would train seven days a week. Sometimes I would do double sessions. I'd go in the morning and I'd train and then I'd come home for a few hours and then I just didn't have anything to do or to preoccupy occupy my mind with so I'd go and train a gang and even to the point the reception staff were like oh back again and I had to be like uh yeah just coming to do my cardio session and make it seem like I was doing you know like weights in one of them and cardio in the other but I was really doing proper training sessions quote-unquote proper because no one can train twice a day seven days a week and do proper hardcore intense training sessions 
Uh, So I was pushing my body too hard. I was past the point of recovery. However, I was using the fact that I could train. I had the time to train twice a day to almost like hide other things that I was avoiding. So basically I was avoiding spending time out of the gym by spending more time in the gym. I was avoiding working on the deeper parts of me that needed working on by kind of preoccupying my mind with the training session. And my training sessions were taking two to three hours each time. So that's six hours of my day potentially in the gym. I was struggling with my nutrition and I had it in my mind that if I spent three hours at the gym, that's three hours that I'm not eating and that I can push my meal back. So I'd wake up, I would drink an oxy shred, which is just a hit of caffeine. I would then go to the gym for three hours, which meant by the time I got home, by the time I, you know, showered, got everything sorted, unpacked my bag, did all those things, it was probably like midday, if not 1 p.m., 2 p.m., and I hadn't even eaten a first meal yet. So then I'd eat my first meal, then I'd sit down, I'd do some study, I'd do some, you know, laptop work, I'd do something, and then three hours later, I'm at the gym again for another three-hour session, and again, I've only eaten one meal in that time. And then by the time I got home from the second gym session, I was, you know, 6, 7 p.m. at night and I was eating meal two. And that was it for the day. So that was covering the parts of me that didn't want to deal with the thoughts that I had around food and nutrition and meal timing and all those things. So I guess I really learnt the lesson behind less is more when my body told me that less is more. So I remember I was sick all the time. I was sick every three weeks. I didn't feel 100% in my body. I felt like my body was 10 years ahead of me. I wasn't allowing my body adequate time for recovery and growth by resting. And I guess the less is more lesson in that sense coincides with the recovery and growth through resting is just as important as progressively overloading and applying stimulus to your muscles. You can't build your physique without both. You need the adequate time for recovery and growth through resting, but you also need the progressive overload and application of stimulus to your muscles to grow. You can't just pick and choose. You can't say, all I want to do is apply stimulus to my muscle and forget about everything else. And I'm going to grow the physique that I want to grow. Vice versa, you can't just train half-assed and not progressively overload and not apply time under tension and stimulus to your muscles, but in the same sense, be like, oh, but I'm resting and I'm recovering and that's what my body needs to grow. You need both. You need a healthy balance of both. And that's what I learned. Uh, Further to that, I guess I got better as the years went on. I still had it in my mind that I could only have one rest day and it was probably only until maybe I met my partner. So like 18 months ago, when I realized that I could take two rest days a week and not be disadvantaged or not lose time to build muscle and not, you know, not be taking up every single advantage I had possible to build the physique that I wanted. So I was, I'd stepped down from doing seven training sessions a week, plus obviously the days that I did two, to six training sessions a week. And even then I wasn't allowing my body the adequate time to recover and to grow through the rest. So I guess 18 months ago was when I first properly implemented 
five training sessions a week. And then even now, having learned more, having grown as a person, having educated myself further, five sessions isn't the be all and end all either. Five sessions is just what I do and what suits me and what, you know, my coach and I have discussed as being the best protocol for me. But four sessions is just as good. Three sessions is even just as good. Honestly, if you're not a physique competitor and you're just, you know, wanting to live a healthier, more balanced life, then train twice a week, train once a week and go for walks six other times a week. Do whatever it takes. But you do not need to train seven times a week, twice a day and be in the gym for six hours a day when all you are in the gym for is as a client of that gym. Obviously, it's a different circumstance if you're a PT in the gym. But you as an individual do not need to be there six hours a day, seven days a week. So the moral of that long story is that you can simplify things without losing the quality of said thing. And I guess in what I'm talking about today obviously relates to health, fitness, nutrition, bodybuilding, but this can be related to anything in life. It can, it applies to more than just bodybuilding. For instance, less clutter equals more space less mindlessly scrolling on your Instagram feed, trying to get inspiration for content allows your brain to be more creative to then produce the content. It's just less is more that literally like apply to everything in your life and you will understand and you will come to appreciate the meaning behind that. And moving right along to lesson number two, my lesson is no one cares as much as you care. And I know that sounds super negative, but I mean it in a good way. So to apply this to my own life and to preface, I am still learning this lesson to this day. I have not cemented this lesson just yet. And I think, to be honest, I will be learning this lesson for the rest of my life because it obviously does. I mean, all of these lessons apply to more than just health, fitness, bodybuilding, whatever it may be. It applies to life. And you can literally apply it to whatever aspect of your life you want to apply it to. But this particular lesson, and if I am relating it to something that has occurred in my life, one example is filming myself in a gym. I, for the longest time, up until maybe the end of last year, never filmed myself in the gym. I never set my phone up against my water bottle and took a video of my set. I never sent training videos to my coach at the time. I never had training videos. I had never had anything. I was so worried about what other people were thinking of me and what other people were looking at me in a certain way and, you know, all those things that I probably wasted potential improvements of my form and technique. I probably wasted potential opportunities to better myself. Like if I was to, say, film the first set of a barbell RDL, And then look back over it and make those slight little improvements for my second set. I could have done a much better set the second time round based on the fact that I had filmed myself the first time. Another example is how I present myself in the gym specifically. So I, for the longest time, I obviously, so I train after work. I go straight from work to the gym. And obviously when I go to work, I am, I have a full face of makeup. I'm dressed up. My hair is straightened. I'm presented well. I don't take my makeup off or quote unquote undress myself in the sense of like my makeup and my hair and whatnot. Before I get to the gym, I just change into my gym clothes and I train. For the longest time, if someone had said something to me like, oh, like, why are you wearing makeup in the gym? 
my instant reaction was, oh, it's because I just got like, I just came from work or I just, I came from this super important event or I always had something that I had come from rather than just, I woke up, I put makeup on because I wanted to feel good about myself in the gym and then I trained. I guess further to that, I could apply that to what I choose to wear in the gym. So for the longest time, I only wore leggings in the gym because I absolutely hated the look of my legs. I am five foot two and I am not a slender build. I have shorter, stockier legs. And when I first started the gym, that was my biggest insecurity. Whereas now I look at it and I go, I have strong legs. I have quad muscles. I have hamstrings. I have glutes. You know, I have all the things. But back then it was an insecurity and I wanted to cover it in whatever way possible. I would, you know, chuck on the leggings. I would have a jumper wrapped around my waist. I would have a baggy t-shirt and a baggy jumper on and I would purposely go late at night so no one would see me even though I was fully covered. So I guess in that sense, I was caring way too much about what other people might think of me for my choice of clothing or what what people might think of me with my choice to film myself in the gym or what people may think of my legs if I chose to wear shorts or whatever have you. And yet, really, no one cares as much as I care. So I guess the takeaway that I have since taken is that no one is actually thinking about you as much as you're thinking about yourself. If you set up a tripod and want to film your RDL, no one is sitting there whilst they do their own exercise thinking, why has she got a tripod? Why is she filming herself? That's such a detriment to my own workout that's really interrupting what I'm doing. They're not thinking that. They're too busy worried about themselves to even notice what you're doing. Likewise to what you're wearing. No one looks at you, no one of importance looks at you when you walk in the gym because you've got shorts on and is like, why did she choose to wear shorts over leggings? I really think she should have worn leggings today. No one cares. Everyone literally only cares about themselves. So I guess in my years of training in the gym, I had built up a habit of spending a lot of my time thinking about people around me and what they're thinking of me, feeling like everyone is constantly watching me and judging me for what I do, for what I wear, for how I look. And I guess when you break it down, it really does stem from an insecurity. When you take the time to work out what you feel is a weakness of yours or a weakness about your life, you then spend time worrying that others are thinking the same. So when we relate it back to my choice to wear leggings instead of shorts, my insecurity was the size of my legs, was how my legs looked in shorts. And so because I was so fixated on that being my insecurity, I was then fixated on the fact that I thought others were thinking literally the exact same thing about me, when in reality, no one cares. When we really think about it properly, Everyone is fighting their own personal battles. Everyone has their own insecurities. We are the only ones living our own experience and no one else can ever understand the depth of what we go through, of how we're feeling, of all those things, because they're not you. They're not myself. They're not you. They're not whoever it is in this scenario. People are focused on getting the best likely outcome for themselves. They're not focused on you. They just want the best for themselves. We're selfish. We're human. Now, how I have attempted to, you know, better this part of my health and fitness journey 
is to try and let go of the anxiety that I was holding in relation to this. I have had to work so hard to learn to understand that no one cares as much as I do about my life. I am the only one that cares about my life as much as I do. And it's something that I have to constantly remind myself of on the daily and even to this day. For instance, starting back at my new quote unquote old gym, I haven't filmed there once because I got so comfortable in filming myself in my newer gym that I was at because there was no people there. There was, you know, it was a smaller gym. There were other people filming. And then now that I've returned back to the gym I was at, I haven't filmed because I feel like, because I feel like people are going to look at me in a way that is like, why is she doing that? When I didn't get that reaction when I was at Powerhouse because I had been I'd become so comfortable in doing so. So obviously that's something I'm still learning, but that is my first tip is to try and let go of the anxiety surrounding the fact that you are thinking that someone cares more about you, whereas it should be the opposite. No one cares as much as you do. My second little tip is to learn to find your authentic self and then embrace it. I was born, I mean, all of these examples are very petty in a way they're not big they're not major they're just like super quick examples that I knew related to this lesson but take my legs for example again I will never be the person with a slender build I'm five foot two I'm really short I have quite well developed muscular legs I would have to do a lot of work and a lot of undoing of what I have done so far to get my legs to be more of a slender build. So the only other option I have is literally to embrace that part of me, that part of me that is authentic to myself and just move on, like live with it. So obviously you can apply that to literally anything in your life. My third little tip with this lesson is to connect the dots. And what I mean by this is go from where you are now to where you want to be. And in order to do so, you've got to connect the dots along the way. So point A is where you are currently. Point B is where you want to be. So for instance, if I relate it back to myself again, point A is that I am about to start a new training block. I might have some new movements in there. I might have some new, you know, patterns that I need to like relearn again based on my form. And point B is where I want to be, which is I want to have the best form and technique on a certain movement. I want to be moving with quality. I want to be executing the movements to a high degree, etc. In order to get from my point A to my point B, I need to connect the dots along the way and do the things necessary to get me from point A to point B. And that can't be done when everyone in that gym is getting in my way from a mindset aspect. I cannot get from A to B if I'm letting the fact that I am wanting to film in a gym and that there are people around me that will see me filming in the gym, stop me. I will not get from point A to point B if everything else externally to my current situation is getting in my way. I, If I rock up to the gym in shorts one day and I'm not having the best day, you know, with how I'm feeling in those shorts. I am not going to get from point A to point B if I allow that to ruin my session, as an example. And my fourth little tip is to empower your better parts of yourself. Lean into your compassion. Reach out to the people that you've always wanted to be friends with. Take opportunities that are calling you. Stop stopping yourself. And that has been my motto for so long and I'm trying to implement it in everything. Stop 
stopping yourself because literally no one else is stopping you. It is just yourself. And my final lesson for today's episode is consistency will always win. And now I know this seems like common sense, but it also isn't common sense in a way as well. It seems so easy to implement, like to just be consistent. You know, someone can just say, oh, you just need to be consistent. That's all you need to do to get from A to B. But to actually implement it, you've got to kind of have that habit of consistency built. So what I take away from this, and obviously again, likewise to the last two lessons, is that this can be applied to more than just bodybuilding. This can be applied to literally everything. But everything in life that has value is a product of consistency. And now this relates to success. This relates to health, to fitness, to wealth, to your friendships, to your relationships, whatever it may be. You can't just enter into a relationship and not consistently be putting effort into that relationship in order for it to work. You can't just, you know, hey, we've started this relationship and just leave it there. It's not going to work. Likewise, you can't just put money into your savings account once and gain wealth. Obviously, granted, I am just talking about like a normal general amount of money into your savings account, not those that win the lotto or come into, you know, mass amounts of money. Another example, you can't just start a friendship with someone by reaching out over Instagram DM, send them one message, get them to reply and then leave it at that. That friendship is not going to form. So I feel like sometimes we approach things in our health and fitness journey from an all or nothing kind of approach to things. And in some parts of your health and fitness journey, all or nothing approach is relevant. For instance, a competition prep. You're either all or you're not prepping. Like there is no in between. You need to be 100% into that bodybuilding prep. Otherwise, you may as well not be prepping at all. But in general, I feel like things don't have to be all or nothing. It can just be a consistency thing over time, which will lead to a greater success at the end. When I think about this particular lesson, I always think that back when I first began my health and fitness journey, it was always like if I had one off day or one off moment, whatever, it seemed to escalate and cascade over for the rest of the day or the rest of the week. So say it got to a Wednesday and I had slipped up on one of my meals, I would then wait to the following Monday to start again. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday written off say that I had gotten into a gym session on a Tuesday night and there was just too many people to be able to do exactly the session that I had planned out, I would write off that session and it would be a, we're stopping here 10 minutes in, we're going home and we'll try again tomorrow rather than just doing what I could do at the time. Uh, I think this also applies to, you know, unplanned meals. Like you don't have to be absolutely to the T Monday to Sunday Every single macro tracked, no matter what, January to December, all year round, no matter what phase you're in. If you have one unplanned meal or one meal out that you haven't necessarily tracked in, you don't need to wait till the following day to get back on track. You don't need to wait till the following week to get back on track. You can literally get back on track the next meal that you have. You can make adjustments to the remainder of your day. You can just accept it is what it is and move on. You don't need to allow that choice in that moment to cascade and influence other choices you make throughout that day. Likewise, with your training, if you have one less than average training session, 
You don't need to wait till the next week to like restart your training program and do better. You don't need to like get to your first exercise, stuff up your first set of your first exercise and be like, okay, that's enough. I'm going home. You can literally just train better for the rest of your session, or you can literally just train better the following day. You don't need to write it off. The best analogy that I have for this particular lesson, and people say it all the time, but it sticks, is that you don't go and slash all four of your tires just because one tire is flat. You would think someone is crazy if they did that. If they started driving to work, their tire was flat, they pulled over on the side of the road, and they got out and slashed all three other tires just because that one tire was flat. The RACQ guy that's coming to fix your tire is going to think you've lost the plot. So apply that literally to every single aspect of your life. Consistency always, always wins. And I cannot emphasize that enough. It can literally be implemented whenever. You need to be able to implement consistency when people are clapping for you. It's so much easier to do so because you've got people backing you. You've got people clapping you along the way. But you also need to implement consistency when there's no one clapping for you. You need to be the person that drives yourself to implement consistency in whatever aspect of your life you're doing it in. You also need to implement consistency when you're seeing the results. For instance, when you come out of a extended off season and a build and you first enter the first few weeks of a mini cut, you see results really suddenly because you have that initial drop of the body fat, quote unquote, obviously it's the water weight. But you need to be able to implement consistency both at that time when you are seeing the results really quickly and really visually. You also need to implement the consistency when you aren't visually seeing the results as quickly or as apparently. For instance, in your off season, it gets to a point where every single check-in or for me in particular, my check-ins end up sounding really monotonous and really repetitive. I end up, you know, talking to my coach and saying like, look, I've done everything. I've ticked all the boxes but I don't really have much to say because, you know, off-season improvements aren't as easily seen as prep improvements or mini-cut improvements. So you need to be able to implement the consistency in your off-season as much as you do in your competition prep or in your dieting phase. It literally is an all-year-round thing. It's an all-event thing. It's an all-occasion thing. It's an all-aspect-of-your-life thing, whatever it may be. It's so easy to be motivated one day and then to fall back into poor behaviors the next day. However, you literally are the person that can choose to not let this be you. You can choose to try and do better every single day. Now, obviously, you know, things happen. We're never just going to sit here and be like, I am going to be consistent as of tomorrow. And then literally every single day from tomorrow onwards, we're consistent. Things happen. Life happens. Stuff gets in the way. You do sometimes fall back into poor behaviors, but it's your choice how you come out from that. So make a plan, whether that be a nutrition plan, a training plan, a plan to better your sleep routine, a plan to improve your grades at university, a plan to create more sales in your job, whatever it may be. Make the plan and choose to stick to it. Everything literally improves from being consistent. Your health improves, your mood improves. Your motivation inherently improves. Your life, like full stop, improves. So some quick tips and strategies from me in relation to this particular lesson. Firstly, have a why. And that is behind whatever you choose to do. Have a why 
for why you're choosing to get up at 6 a.m. every single morning. If you don't have the why and you have the ability technically to sleep until 9 a.m., you're probably going to sleep until 9 a.m. If you don't have a why to get up at 6 a.m., have a why for why you want to go to the gym four days a week. If you don't have to go to the gym four days a week and no one's making you go to the gym four days a week and you don't have that why, you're probably not going to go to the gym four days a week. Have a why behind why you want to do better as an employee in your role. If you don't have that why, you're probably just going to do the bare minimum to keep being an employee and that's it. My second one is to start with smaller goals. Smaller goals lead to bigger goals. Don't literally put all of your eggs in one basket right from the get-go. If you are going from literally doing nothing that serves a greater purpose to trying to do everything at once, it's going to be two, zero to a hundred. So start small and gradually get bigger. Create a schedule. And this is more than just, you know, 6 a.m. wake up, 7 a.m. have breakfast. Create a schedule that, you know, serves the life that you want to live, the person you want to be, add things in there that you know will improve yourself as a human being or improve your health and fitness or will lead you to living the life you've always dreamed of living, whatever. I guess to a final tip on, you know, trying to be more consistent or implementing things to allow yourself to be more consistent is that you just have to accept that failure and lack of productivity is inevitable at some stage. As I said earlier, you won't just go from literally doing nothing to serve a greater purpose to doing everything at once and not have days where you fall off the bandwagon or you have unproductive days or you fall back into certain poor behaviors. It's just, it's inevitable. Accept it, move on. And my final little takeaway from lesson number three is that you need to be patient Rome was not built in a day. Essentially, you are in control, your choice of how that control looks. And that's a wrap, you guys. That is my three health and fitness lessons that I have learned and am still happily learning to this day. To end this podcast episode, my weekly recommendation takeaway or tip for the week. This week, we have a recommendation and the recommendation is the Pro Physique Code podcast. Now you know how much I love my podcast. I'm always on the hunt for more, for ones that I can literally binge. I love finding one that has like 376 episodes for me to just listen from episode one to episode 376. And this is one of those podcasts. So it's called the Pro Physique Code Podcast. It is basically a podcast where the coaches of Pro Physique, which is their business name, literally chat all things fitness, nutrition, online coaching, comp prep. It's literally right up my alley. And I'm sure if you're listening to this too, it's probably right up your alley too. The best part of this podcast, in my opinion, is that it's not just the one person producing the episodes or talking about all the things. There are multiple different coaches on each different episode and you get the different perspectives from all coaches on the one topic. So for instance, they could be talking about peak week protocols of a comp prep and you've got five coaches who all have different experiences, different biases, different ways in which they coach their clients, all inputting on the one topic. And you, it's, it's such a good way to expand your mind to other methods or other perspectives or other, you know, revelations. So that's my recommendation for the week. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. I will chat to you in my next episode. I haven't 
quite yet thought about what topic that one is going to be, but nevertheless, I will be in your ears then. And that is a wrap for today's episode. Thank you for listening to the Behind Her Mind podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, a follow and a review on whichever platform you are listening from would mean the absolute world. For guest and topic suggestions and to keep up to date with all things Behind Her Mind, please come and connect with us on Instagram at Behind Her Mind Pod. I will be in your ears again next Monday, so stay tuned.